Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today, we're just going to talk about something that uh, we're just kind of a little bit fascinated knocked, about. Yeah, it just kind of knocked us over with a feather. So, um, it's the Herculoids. If you never heard of the show, um, then you're in good company, because I don't think it was extremely... It's not as popular as something like <clears throat> Scooby-Doo yeah. or, uh, or Fetch... Or Fletcher or something like that. Fletch. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The I remember the Fletch animated series. <laughs> I would watch a Fletch animated series, but we're not talking about that. Yeah. We're not talking about anything else. We're talking straight up about the Herculoids. So, you know, let's just get started. Yeah, all right. Um <clears throat> So we watched an episode today called the Mechano the Mechanical Man or something uh, like that. Yeah, like something yeah, the mechanical I forget what it is. We've uh, already forgotten. Yeah, like, hey, that's how little of an impact it uh, left. We could just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the um, the show oh, itself no. is about uh, yeah, Mechano the Machine Master is the like what the show itself is about. Um, well, you know what? Just tell us what happened in this episode, and then we'll kind of relate that to <clears throat> a grander plot for the Herculoids. All right. All right so uh, the the episode starts with a. Uh, a rocket ship just kind of uh, hustling through space, and it, then it comes to the intergalactic jail. Of course, yeah. Uh, as as it's wont to do, and uh, it then breaks out uh, with some kind of a. Uh, it, it looked like <laughs> I have no idea what the hell this machine was, but it, it was in the front of the rocket ship. Some it uh, the nose the cone uh, the nose cone of the rocket ship would peel back. And reveal some kind of, I guess, uh, drilling mechanism that uh, allowed the the uh, the spaceship to break the the bad guy out. Uh, interesting thing to note: there was no one piloting the spaceship. It doesn't matter. He's yeah. a, he's the machine master. Yeah, yeah. He masters those machines. Yeah, so you can say that again. So the uh, and him and <laughs> this guy himself, he strolls out of prison. He looks like. Uh, he 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 looks he looks almost like a robot out of uh, uh, Metropolis. Like it, it's definitely it looked like it was drawn on a Friday. Yeah. Like all right, we gotta go, guys. Let's this, finish this up. This this whole episode had uh, phoned in qualities to it. Uh, there like there was barely any plot, and well, uh, that's the show in general, though. It, that that kind of is. But it, but anyway, we're getting a little off topic because yeah. we want to we want to. You know, talk about how, you know, so this guy comes down for some fucking reason. Uh, uh, that, that, yeah. He comes down to the Herculoids planet. Well, I think he, uh, the Herculoids were the, the reason he was put in jail uh, to begin it with. A, it was a revenge uh, It was plot. a revenge thing, which, uh, but yeah, I have no idea how the hell, like how, how far back the backstory of the Herculoids go, but apparently they, they rule over this planet and everyone won't leave them alone. That is, in essence, the entire plot of the Herculoids. Yeah. They, uh, somebody comes down, like, the Herculoids are, and we're gonna name all of them, we're gonna tell you who they are. It's, yeah. the, the leader is, uh, uh Darzo. Xandor. Xandor. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's kind of a proto-He-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he actually almost looks, almost, uh, he looks a lot like He-Man. He's a ginger He-Man. He yeah, ginger He-Man with a tiara. And, <laughs> and he, he uses a, um... A slingshot as a weapon. Yeah, like, yeah, that like is, Bart Simpson. That is his main weapon. Is a or or I guess uh, like Goliath or David. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, no, that was a that uh, was a regular uh, sling. You're yeah, right. that was a sling. Um, so anyway, he uses a slingshot, and uh, that's about it. He wears, I think, like 
know, later hosen or, or uh, something like that. <laughs> I, I think it's just a it's just a teal speedo. And uh, that, and then his wife uh, Tara, Tara. Yes. Uh, her weapon of choice is getting captured. I believe. Yes. I, I don't think she has a weapon. Damsel in distress, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, same thing with the son. Son Gordo. Uh, even and it has been confirmed that uh, oh, the son Dorno, Dorno, Gor Gordo, Gordo, <laughs> and their son Gordita, Gordita, the Crunchwrap Supreme, the son, <laughs> and uh, he does use a a slingshot. Oh, does too. he? As I, well? I, I saw oh, okay. him in an episode use a slingshot because most most of the time he's just a liability. Yeah, I mean most of the time he just complains. Yeah. <laughs> what are they doing now? And he calls his parents by their first names. Yeah, yeah. Which is just distracting. It, it is, yeah, and that's <laughs> I remember some that was also mentioned in the Wikipedia article. Like even though they're his parents, he does refer to them as their first name, uh, which. I, I, you know, I think we discussed why that was. We had uh, a lot of reasons why. Oh, um, we don't want to talk about it. But, uh, but you're not here for the people. Nobody is. No. You're here for the <laughs> animals, which I always forget who they are. So there's Iggy. Oh, no, there's Igu. Igu. Uh, and he, they don't really go into much of his biology. It's a rock ape, right? they, they just call him a rock ape. And pretty, I, he, pretty much, it's a, it's a big foot made of stone. He, uh, stone foot. He, uh, <laughs> he, his, his weapon of choice is just grabbing giant rocks, screaming and throwing them. Yeah, he, he uh, it's either a rock or a log. He has, those are his two tricks. Um, and then we have, uh, hold on a second, let me see if I can guess. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna do the dragon next. Do the dragon? Do the dragon. That's a, it's a dance move, and then I'll yeah. tell you what the dragon's name is. The dragon's okay. name is, uh, uh, uh-huh. Eckstein. <laughs> uh, Zock. Zock. Really? Yeah. They have a dragon named after a Batman onomatopoeia? That's great. Yeah, yeah. And his weapon is he fires lasers out of his eyes, and, and almost his always the tail. Yeah, yeah. They never really, they don't really explain what these powers are. Uh, they, they just say, look, this dragon could do this, and there's rock apes. Like, I, I know you're thinking, all right, if you watch the first episode, they would surely tell you. They don't tell you They don't shit. tell you. In fact, it, I, every episode could literally be the first episode because they don't tell you anything that, I, they, do, that they do. The first, uh, the the first uh, set of dialogue, the 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 first thing spoken in every episode of the Herculoids is somewhere out in space is the Herculoids. Yeah, like that's all they tell you. Like they don't even tell know. you where. <clears throat> might not even be our galaxy. Might not even be now. <laughs> somewhere out in space is a Herculoids. Where? You don't know where. Fuck you. When? That's kind of with the where, but it doesn't matter either. Yeah. Um, so but, let's see. Oh, go ahead. But you, all you need to know is it's not here. It's definitely not Earth. This isn't Earth. Alright, so now we have, um, uh, we have the, uh, the, I, I don't know his name. Uh, I, that's uh, what I'm trying to guess. I'm trying to guess. The, it's gonna be the Triceratops thing. Yes. And his name <clears throat> is, it's like, Triceraton or something weird. Uh, Tundro. Tundro. Tundro, the, and I don't even know what this thing is because it has like 16 legs. Like it has, it, it has, it's, it's five legs, uh, uh you know, five, or uh, ten legs, five on each side, mm -hmm. and, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of like a part, uh, rhino, part triceratops, part millipede, part, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, part, uh, Drunk. uh, <laughs> uh, part armadillo. Like it, it, it's a lot of different animals, and one of the horns is a tube where it I, it launches exploding boogers. Yep. Uh, which is I I can only I think it's brain matter. 
<laughs> That's why he gets angrier and yeah. angrier at each episode. The more he has to defend his land, the worse off he is. Yep. And then the last two are uh, Gleep and Gloop. I know those. Yep, Gloop and Gleep. Uh, which, uh, pretty much are, they're, they're pretty much the... Uh, Utility they're, they're, players. Yeah, they're, they're the, they're the, uh, the Tony Stark of the, uh, of the Herculoids. They're, 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 they're the quarterbacks. Like, really, with the, the, because clearly, um, Danzar, whatever the guy's name is, the main uh, guy. Uh, is, uh, 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 shit. Yeah, you don't know either, do you? No, it's, these are stupid fucking names. I know. <laughs> Uh, Danzar. Yeah, Zandor. 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 <laughs> I was backwards, but yeah. um, he's like the leader of the Hercules, but Gloop and Gleep are immortal. Yeah. And they and we didn't even describe what they are because by their names you can pretty much figure them out. Yeah. But um, they're like stretchy ghost gelatin things. Yeah, they're, they're like these amorphous blobs that can uh, change into whatever shape they need it to be. Mm -hmm. uh, they can also divide themselves and bring themselves back together if they've been uh, shredded. Not just divide themselves, but divide themselves into equal parts. That all have their own, uh, I guess, sentience. And, like, one of them split into three of them is the same exact size. Yeah. We couldn't figure it out. Like, uh, we don't- we haven't really figured out their biology. I want to say they are a single cell. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I want to say that they are made of pure antimatter. <laughs> you always, you always, you but but the little uh, the the cape that they wear, the the thing, the, cape. That, the thing that goes on their outside, like the actual white blobby part, uh, okay. that is um, that is a shield to prevent the antimatter from hitting anything. So there there is a there it's is a vacuum. A, there is a layer <laughs> of uh, there is some kind of protective layer over the uh, or like it's a third state of matter that's in between. Uh, it, it matter and antimatter. It's, it's it's a vacuum point. You know, it's just it is made entirely of vacuum. It's vacuum matter. Yeah, it's vacuum matter. It's a third matter where it can act as a buffer between regular matter and you know non matter. I, I don't even want to think about what vacuum matter is. I can tell you this much: it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so so that's the that's the Herculoids. yeah that, that, that's the Herculoids and. Uh, getting back to the episode, uh, the, uh, Mechanor, or, or, M Metallo. Meta uh, uh, Caramello? It's, uh, it's, it's, I think, uh, uh like, High, Mecca High. Uh, Meccano. Meccano. G like, the, some of the hardest names to remember is from the show. Like, Tundro, and... Yeah, Tundro, and Tundro, Zandor, and... Zandor, and... Tara. Yeah, Tara is easy, Gloop and Gleep are easy, but the rest of them, like, Iggy, and, uh, Igu, uh, uh, uh Sock. And, uh, uh, and Truntor, or whatever. Uh, Igu, uh, Igu, Zok. Zok. And, uh, Tundro. Tundro. Tundro the Magnificent. His son, Gorgo. Bobo the Ape. And his son, Baloney. Uh, so, so this, uh, robot is, uh, broken out of prison and he goes back, uh, to planet Herculoids. And, uh, I, I don't know what you would describe the voice of this robot, but it, it is, it, it's almost <laughs> not like, mechanical. It is not mechanical, but it's almost like if Walter Matthau tried to do a robot voice. How is it going over there? <laughs> it's like, I will get the Herculoids and then I will go into my revenge. It's an anti Nedna as a, <laughs> as a robot. I thought once the... 
heat death of the universe came around, I'd finally be free of all this misery. I, I, I don't know why, turn, it turned into uh, uh, Morgan Freeman for me. So, uh, this, this guy comes down, he's like, oh, these guys, they fucked me over last time. Yeah. And he goes down to, to wreak havoc on them, and... Just unleashes a bunch of robots. And they just fight them. Yeah. It's, like, the, the, the opening plot where they, uh, where, where the, he comes in, uh, gets freed, talks to himself about, uh, his revenge, and then, uh, then releases the robots. I think maybe took all of maybe two or three minutes. Yeah, and then it's just bedlam. You, you could say nonstop action, but I really think that action needs uh, like focus. To Context. Yeah, yeah. To really, to really be exciting. This was just a guy is here, and they they, they just destroy him. Well, not, <laughs> or not, to attack him. Not not just that. It was also the. Uh, like some of the like they would always bring out new weapons and oh this is the electro smasher and uh, I don't know what electro smasher is and I'm sure you don't either. It smashes electros. What's an electro? Electro is uh, the fourth state of matter. Oh. <laughs> it is a buffer between antimatter. <laughs> it's a buffer between gas and plasma. <laughs> it's called electro. That's stupid and I don't like it. Oh yeah? I have a jar of it right here. I'm, I'm holding nothing. Uh, yeah, Just yeah, pretend. Yeah. Uh, wow, stop. look at that electro. Stop shaking it. Yep. Oh, stop that's, shaking that's probably it. for the best. Hey, Britain, catch! <laughs> so, um, they basically come in, do their powers that they have. Like, in some episodes, the Tundro can fly. Or at least leap very, very high. Oh, uh, Tundro uh, can also extend its, like, ten that's legs. What it was. Like, it can just... Uh, like grow its legs to reach higher elevations, which I don't, I don't understand how it works, but it's not not my business. So this episode goes very much like every episode of the Herculoids goes, where all right, we have like a minute or two establishing some stupid reason for some asshole to come to Planet yeah. Herculoid, and then as soon as they get there, Planet Herculoids like or uh, or Zardon is uh, <laughs> he's like, I don't think that this is any good. We have to stop them, and yeah. and then that's it. They just fight the pe people. The people fight back. Then Gloop and Gleep come in and end it, uh, yeah. and then that's it. Show over. And, and you also, also keep in mind, uh, while this is going on, all of these animals are screaming. Yeah. <laughs> the entire time, it's like it, it's the these animals bellowing in a not in probably the most annoying fashion they can uh, uh, they can legally broadcast in the sixties. Like, if you've seen the beginning of the Star Wars Holiday Special, where it's just oh, a bunch God. of Wookiees talking to yeah. each other with no subtitles, you have no idea what's going on, that's like a third of the show that yeah. <laughs> here. Because they'll be like, ah, ah, right. <laughs> And here come Gloop and Gleep. <laughs> that's right, Gloop. <laughs> like, uh, and, uh... Yeah, so a good portion of the dialogue is these these just things screaming at you the the entire episode. Uh, oh, not all the time. Sometimes I I think uh, the rock ape does start punching a log, and that's his alarm sound. Oh yeah, that's right. That happened. Also, it's a weird fucking show. They keep on changing the rules, but yeah. I guess <laughs> it keeps it interesting because, like you would say, how many times can a guy just come to their planet and then he say, hey? get off our planet, and then they beat yeah. them up, like, that's every episode, like, so they gotta change the in-betweens up, I guess. Like, the, the, the only hint or clue that, uh, uh, that 
the Herculoids have something that these people don't is I, I, I think they there was a mention by one of the uh, bad guys like ah, and they have all these resources that at uh, that we could uh, at our disposal or yeah. like like su supposedly it's a very resource rich planet that everyone wants but doesn't really say uh, what the resource is probably on obtainium like I really think that this planet is only maybe like 50 feet you know, across. Yeah. So, you know, but it's like the very center of it is made of like dime goldium or something <laughs> like that. Dime goldenum, like you know, platinum gold or something uh, weird like that. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, planet Herculoids uh, exists in a uh, in a very nebulous zoning law area of the galaxy where technically it's not within the zone, but uh, it's within the jurisdiction. But since, uh, but all these, uh, uh, all these aliens want to come over and, uh, since it's not technically in a, in the correct area, they want to build a casino. Uh, I have a few other ideas. Like, maybe they have very good resources, or maybe, uh, this planet is in the middle of a very, very brutal, uh, HOA, uh, <laughs> you know, that controls, like, all of the planets in a solar system, and it's like, this one planet is the one that... Like, listen, one thing you guys have to do is you have to put up a flag yeah. or something like that. And they refuse, so people just keep coming down and they just keep killing them. Right. Uh, it, the HOA is so strict that these are that, that, that the Hercules are pretty much cave people. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, they don't really live in a home. They either li they live on a plant. It's like the POA. Yeah. It's like the plant. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... One of the things, like, we don't ever see a lot, because we, we read through all the characters, except yeah. for, you know, the people who come to fuck with them. Like, yeah. there's mole people who live on the ground until they destroyed their base. Uh, we, we assume, like, they, they had a, uh, like, a tube, and, uh, that was uh, the entrance to their city, and I think it was, Tundra launched one of his exploding I boogers. Was, I think it was Zuck. Was it Zuck? I, I think it was Zuck who, like, launched, uh... You know, it's lasers down there. Oh yeah, and we presume that uh, the, it broke the shaft and flooded out their city. That has to, the only way it can be like it's a tube that literally leads from inside their city underwater yeah. to the surface. Like this tube has a hatch at the top, and they just blow up the tube. So like their entire city's got to be flooded by like now. The, the, uh, unless they have a series of like emergency valves. Like yeah, <laughs> they that, have airlocks. Yeah, like that. That city's gone. But um, one thing I do want to point out is, like, I, I kind of want to imagine what uh, some of these other characters could be that live on this planet that we just don't see, and what their, like, abilities are. You know, we know what uh, Zok does, we know what Iggy yeah. does, but what about, uh, what about Clip Clop, the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the horse with a, with a machine gun <laughs> arms or something like that? I, I, I imagine there's a, uh, it's, don't, like, a, Dumplon, and uh, oh, he, yeah. and he's like the guy who uh, you, you know the uh, he's like the street sweeper, like he not not in a street sweeper uh, vehicle like the guy yeah, who's he's got a push broom. He has a push broom and uh, a trash can. <laughs> what was it? It was Zorklock, the janitor. Yeah, who uh, always and he uses his shield. His, the trash can lid as a shield. Yeah, 
Like, not everyone can be a hero. Like, he throws his, uh, he throws the garbage cans like Donkey Kong, but he does minimal effort, you know. <laughs> Sometimes they really like, oh, we really need to get, uh, uh, uh Zork Clock here and, yeah. uh, and have him clean up this mess. That'll, that'll save the day. He does contribute the minimal amount of effort contractually required to be a Herculoid. Let's see, who else we got? Um, we have... Mimji, the man with a thousand hats. <laughs> <laughs> Which hat he wears determines what mood he's in. It's a hat for every occasion. Like, you know, let's say the aliens coming in are, uh, you know, are cattle rustlers. Well, he's got his cowboy hat on to take care of it. Now, does he change personality whenever yes. he... Of course he does. He's like, it's like, uh, it's like Inspector Butters and things like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Policeman Butters. <laughs> and, uh... So, so what's the name of that guy? Um, I already forget. It was like yeah, a clip clopper. No, it was like more. It was like a oh, Mimsy. Uh, Mimsy. 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 It was a Mimsy, the man of a thousand hats. <laughs> and uh, it, now, are these just the lesser known Herculoids, or are these yeah. aliens trying to come in? No, they're lesser known. Like they're people who also live on a planet, but were here when the Herculoids got here. Oh yeah. So they're just allowed to be here. So, so they're 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 kind of a. Planet, they're natives to the planet, but... And, and uh, every now and again, if things get real tense, they'd be like, I've got to send out a message to Mimsy. <laughs> and then they just see a top hat slowly <laughs> emerge. Oh, stovepipe hat. <laughs> hey, boss, you cold? I imagine the stovepipe hat is leader. Uh, it's leader Mimsy. Oh, yes. Ah, you need someone to take charge, do you? No, we need someone to fight. And he takes off the stove pipe hat and he yeah. puts on, uh, puts on like a pith helmet. Ah, we'll go right into the bush there. <laughs> or, or, or a, uh, a, a, a union soldier's hat. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, we'll, we'll, we'll push him, uh, throughout the lines of, uh, I'm trying to do a, trying to do a union person, but they don't have funny accents. They, they don't, uh. Ah, uh, well, I guess, I guess the funny the funniest we could do would be, like, a, a main actor. Yeah. Wow. Atlanta uh, uh, is looking awfully cold. <laughs> uh, may maybe. <laughs> um, I also, like, because this man can have a hat for any Achilles. He can, you know, it may sound silly, but the more I talk about this guy, like, I think this guy might be the most powerful Herculoid. Uh, <clears throat> is, he has a hat for everything. Now, is there a hat he doesn't want to wear but in case of an emergency yeah executioner hood the executioner <laughs> when it's time then the executioner hood comes on you hear dong you hear like the the bells yeah. tolling you know and he starts walking forward and then everyone scatters like whenever he puts it on uh there clouds cover the sun or the moon <laughs> it gets dark and, like it's you know with the wind kicks up and i imagine with this like he is like he has no control it's just whoever he's attacking will be dead. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing anyone can do about it. It's the hat stays on till the target is eliminated. Like the uh he puts on the hat, it, you know, it, everything gets uh gradually gets darker and more uh ominous until it's pitch black uh -huh. even in broad daylight when the light comes back it's dead. And he's no got one a knows hat how. On. Yeah. He's just got a different hat on. Yeah. He's got the, the executioner hood off, now he's got a jester hat. Ooh, the grand fool is here. This man is just insane. Yeah. He's not really... This, this man's you. I, I do have a lot of hats. I don't have a thousand, but... Uh, Yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. But I, I imagine he does the... Uh, he puts on the jester hat just to kind of cool down. I need the jester hat <laughs> in order to decope with the darkness. And then... Uh, 
like when it's time for sleep, he's got a sleeping cap. Yep. Yeah, when it's time to relax, he's <laughs> that got doesn't a... have any powers though. No, it's no. just a sleeping cap. As soon as he puts it on, it's a <laughs> like the moment it touches a yeah. single hair. And and the funny thing is, is um, like in theory. He could use these hats on somebody else. Like, if he needs to put Xandar to sleep, you know, he can just come up behind him and, Hey, what are you doing, Mimsy? Okay, I, I, I kind of thought that it the- It only works uh, for him. Yeah, the, like, the, the, the hats were, uh, you know, just the, uh, his powers are the way of interpreting what the hats do. Ah, okay. And, uh, that's why, like, he has a bunch of hats. Like, I wonder what the propeller beanie would do. It makes him fly. What are you talking about? Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and I don't mean, like, the propeller, like, spins. I mean, he can launch off the ground and fly like so Superman. A, so, okay. So, it, it's not even a, uh, it's not even, it doesn't even propel him. It's just a flying mat. It's a, he interprets this as flying. Huh. Like, I, <laughs> I kind of want this to not just be a, a Herculoid. This would be a really fun video game. Uh, yeah, actually, that's as it is a lot like the boy in his blob. I guess you're right. And uh, you know, speaking of, uh, did we mention that? We yet? didn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the video game from uh, the Nintendo area where you feed uh, this blob different uh, jelly beans, and uh, it changes to different utilities mm -hmm. uh, depending on what you need. And the blob was based off of uh, Gleep and Gloop. Yes. Um, uh, nice little. Uh, uh, nice little. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think that the only weakness that Mimsy would have is, I imagine he's wearing, like, something real- He's wearing an umbrella hat because he's an asshole. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, and it's starting to rain around him, you know, <laughs> and he's just- Because he controls the weather with that hat. Of course. But, go ahead. He, he's almost like a- He's like a bizarre god who has, like, uh, you know, some very strong superpowers, but that are beyond his control. It's almost like there's a, uh, like- He's like a an, an ancient Greek, you know, um, like mytholo mythological creature, like yeah. the being with many faces that can, you know, do different things. Or, or a, uh, or, or a, uh, almost a, uh, what the hell is it? Uh, Revelations, uh, uh, Christian, uh, like some of the beasts from Revelations. Oh, okay. He's yeah. just Mimsy, the man of a thousand hats. Yeah, like, like and lo, doth Mimsy descend upon the realm of man. And unleash his torrent of hats. <laughs> and he put on the hat of... He put on the sun hat, and the sun shone down, and it was good. <laughs> but then he put on the eclipse hat, and there was darkness. So I would like... Because I'm trying to think of more things he would do. Like, you need to build something, he's going to put on a construction hat. Yeah. You know, you need to play a baseball game, he's going to put on a ball cap. Yep. Like, I, I want to say his one weakness is a dunce cap. Oh, they, they, the mythological dunce cap that just, he puts on to make himself stupider. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's, it's, and the thing is, is that, uh, it doesn't have to be a specific dunce cap, it could just be a cone you, mm -hmm. you make and put on his head, and, uh, if, so long as it touches his head, uh, he's an idiot. I imagine the bad guy in an episode we're gonna, I guess we're gonna write right now. Yeah. Um, the bad guy whose name is, uh... A Klaxor. <laughs> he is the, um, he is the, he is the mummy from the future. And he a future mummy. And he travels from, uh, travels from planet to planet, um, trying to find, uh, his gold. <laughs> his mummy gold? His mummy gold. It's like a leprechaun, you know, his mummy gold. So, uh, 
Uh, so a couple questions. Okay. Uh, I have, uh, so is this a person that's in the future gonna get, uh, who's gonna die and get mummified, or is this a mummy we haven't discovered yet until far in the future? I don't know. I just know that how the announcer is going to announce this episode. Yeah. The Herculoids go against, uh, I forget his name already. Clip Clop. It, it was Quiznor or something. Yeah, yeah uh, Quiznor, the mummy from the future. <laughs> You're out of time, Quiznor. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm from the future. I have nothing but time. <laughs> what if I put on my, and I think he, the mummy tricks, uh, uh, tricks, uh, I already forget his name too, or a hat guy, Mimsy. Oh, yeah. He, uh, Quiznor, uh, he tricks Mimsy. He's like, here, I have a good hat for you. It's an, it's a pyramid hat. Ooh, and he puts the pyramid on his head, but it turns out there's a, co a dunce cap cone underneath In, the pyramid inside. hat. Yeah, and it makes him dumb, so now, now they're down by one, uh, you know, Herculoid, until, um, uh, Xandor like, takes out his slingshot and shoots the hat off. Yeah. I wonder what he... What is he like without the without any hats on, he, is he? he? He starts to dissolve. Oh, he, he needs doesn't a know, hat. He doesn't know... Xandor doesn't notice. He shoots a hat off. There, I saved you. And the guy just... He turns to... How do I describe this? Uh, so imagine a person who was just made of water just splashes down. Oh, jeez. That's exactly what happens to him. So, so he, he's... Immediately liquefied. So it's kind of like uh, Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> Imagine more of uh, of King Koopa from the oh. '90s <laughs> Mario Brothers. Like he just turns to that uh, you know to slime and just. Now, if you if you put a hat in the puddle, will he reform? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's it has fine. to be. You have to go through his like because imagine he wears like a a a coat like a, a trench coat, and they all have all of his thousand hats are just. In like he's got like uh, Mary Poppins pockets. Oh yeah, you know. So he just reach in. They have to like sort through all of them till they find the Frosty the Snowman hat and put it on. And it's what? Happy birthday! <laughs> uh, the I, uh, so that's the only hat that he's that is able to the only uh, one uh, to revive him. Yep. Um. Now I guess I would go a little bit further and say, all right, but what if uh, <laughs> what if the bad guy? What if uh, Quiznor drank yeah. the water afterwards? Then what would we do? Uh, I think it's like that episode of Futurama, uh, where the uh, the emperor is drank by fry. Yep, and you put you put this Frosty the Snowman hat on the mummy, and he just bursts out, <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, Thanos. Yep, <laughs> just <laughs> happy birthday. That's all the pieces yeah, landing. Yeah, just landing. <laughs> wow. It, 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 it's like a, uh, like he was, he's born like an alien is. <laughs> he bursts out yeah. of the chest. <laughs> Happy birthday. Like, I imagine uh, Quiznor, the mummy from the future, most likely would just be beaten by them unraveling him. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's how all kids dealt with mummy, kids shows dealt with mummies. Well, I have a feeling once he, once he, like, it's, since he's all, um, an ancient mummy, he's gonna just puff into dust when he bursts out, just, <laughs> Happy birthday! And, Don't forget, uh, he's the mummy from the future. Oh, so he has, uh... He sells organs. <laughs> Oh, uh, I have no idea what this like, mummy is. Like, if you say something like, the mummy from the future, it automatically is like, alright, explain yourself. Yeah. I don't have an explanation. Uh, and it's it's just about the same amount of explanation we get on any, any of the other characters on, Her on the Herculoids. You know, that's true. Like, the Herculoids, on one hand, 
is good and is bad enough that makes you kind of like, what is this? Nothing is yeah. explained and everything like that. And yet, it's just okay enough that you're that you are on board with a lot of the crazy yeah. shit. Like you, it, it is probably. Uh, one of the best examples of being thrust into an alien world where you don't know what's going on and why. And the characters don't have any character to them, yeah. you know? It's not like, you know, it's not like uh, there's going to be a sp <laughs> a very special episode where Xandor <laughs> and uh, and Cody, or whatever his kid's name where is. Where Igu's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> but Igu, whose baby is it? And it becomes a locked room <laughs> mystery. That's impossible. <laughs> Turns it like, I, I want it to be like, you know, one of us here is the father of Igu's baby. <laughs> I think I have my prime suspect. <laughs> huh. Huh. I didn't know they could do that. Guess they aren't immortal after all. <laughs> oh, okay, Gloop. I guess it's... <laughs> huh. Well, we're in trouble. Well, we still have it in the, uh... I guess we still have the love child in Igu's stomach. <laughs> Ah, oh, what's happening? You know what? I hate this planet. <laughs> the whole planet disappears. <laughs> like, I, I kind of... Alright, so hear me out. Now we've discussed other Herculoids that we yeah, can invite yeah. into the mix and uh, and everything like that. I, I kind of want to say, and we'll put a pin in that. Like, if we want to bring Mimsy back, because yeah. I might want to, because I... Again, it's a very unique character to me. A man of a thousand hats. A man of a thousand hats, but needs a hat but changes who he- it's almost like that Who's Line game, where everyone has a prop, yeah. and changes their personality based on the prop. Now, it, it, since he's- since he's pretty much a liquid person, uh, you know, much like most of us, but more so, the- does he change, like, his form, like, everything has changed? Like, he's a completely different person or being when he puts a new hat on. No, the only thing that changes is his voice. His voice and his clothing. Yeah, and- Maybe not even that. <laughs> like, I, because there's a part of me that, other than the liquid part, which, yeah. you know, is the only thing that proves that this guy is legitimate, but other than that, he just might be insane. Yeah. Well, I guess he can fly, so, you know. Yeah, I, I, uh, but then again, we don't know what powers these, uh, he has. He might just, like, whatever creature is he is, that might just be his latent ability, huh. and he's a crazy person with many hats. Yeah, or he could just be, a, or I wonder what he would do with a magician hat. When he puts a magician hat on. Uh, probably go inside it. Hmm. That's his, that is his, uh, his... Fortress fast, of Solitude. That's his fast travel. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just goes inside the hat and then he appears at, um, like, he appears out of the hat, like, whenever he needs to, you know. Like the, you know, he, uh, when he puts the hat on, he's sucked into it and then the, the, uh, hat kind of eats itself. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of throws itself up and spits him out. At some other pla part yeah. of the planet. You know, that is his, uh, that's the blue infinity stone for him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so long as he says abracadabra or something like that. Puts it on, he's like, abra- or Mimsy. Abracadabra! Uh, do you do you think it's painful when he's sucked in there? Like, yeah, I, I think like it's, it's cracking his bones. Like I think it, uh, I think he, uh, you know, this this because I imagine he's humanoid. He looks like a regular person yeah. except for the the liquid part, and the liquid part's probably why he can survive this. But yeah. it, um, I, it I, I have a feeling the liquid part is the is the cost of uh, of the power. Like it forces all of his human body through a opening the size of a quarter. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like it doesn't like you know, so like it literally just pulls him through. But because he's got that liquid, you know, center, yeah. like even though it, it has bones and everything like that, and it hurts, he can't die because of it. Is there a wormhole in the hat? Yes, that, that would explain it. Yeah, <laughs> so he's just spaghettified through this wormhole uh, to the other side. And remember, that's just one hat. <laughs> there are many hats that could also break physics. Like, oh no, Terra lost an arm. Puts on his doctor's, you know, little uh, metal thing that, you know, that the oh, yeah. little circle thing on their heads, you know, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden he's like, I can fix you, Terra. And he just like, just attaches the arm like she's made of like Lego oh. or something. I I'm not going to lie, but when you said uh, Terra lost an arm, for some reason I thought you were going the, uh, the route of he sticks her, like her arm stump in the ma magician's hat and when he pulls it out the rest of the arm comes with it no but we're doing doctor's hat he's he's a doctor now with that little reflective thing that's on yeah, the uh, reflective thing that's okay. his hat and he he can fix anybody he's he is basically immortal as long as you don't take the hat off I, but you know as if you take the hat off he becomes liquid, so it's, it's, you know, he may be all-powerful, but he has a very obvious weakness. Like, I, I have a feeling it's a case where, so long as you believe he can do it, uh, he, he can do it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, once you start to question whether or not uh, he's qualified or, or the abilities are, are real or not, that's when they, it's almost like a... Uh, uh, Schrodinger's, uh, uh Schrodinger, yeah. <laughs> Schrodinger's hat. Schrodinger's hat. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was gonna say, like, what could other creatures come down to fight the Herculoids that might give them, uh, a bit of a, a struggle? Keep in mind, uh -huh. like, anything we say is just as valid as the rest of the show, uh, because there's absolutely no, no foundation. I, I have a good suggestion. Okay. And I don't know how they would, how they would react to it. Actually, I don't know how both parties would react to it. But I want to see the Herculoids fight the Care Bears. Hmm, always with the Care Bears. Look, I, I, I think that would be an interesting fight. Hat Bear, what are you doing? Hat Bear. Hat Bear. Hat Bear. Hat Bear. I got Hat Bear. I guess if they ever needed him to shoot somebody, he could just put on the cowboy hat again and just, yeah, and just... It automatically just brings out th six shooters. Yep. Like, they just appear in his hand. I, I imagine he's covered in six shooters. Like, there's, there's whole, he's just covered in holsters yeah and like oh no it's uh oh great it's sheriff mimsy or it's a uh, it's cowboy mimsy <laughs> yeah and they all fire at one like, like a thousand guns at like, once like he trips <laughs> no 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 the words trigger the bullets oh sheriff mimsy yeah i am sheriff mimsy <laughs> that 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 is pretty badass. That would be pretty awesome, yeah. It's like I, I, I we joke about this Mimsy, the man of a thousand hats, but like the more it goes on, the more I'm like, that is a fun idea for a superpower. Yeah. Has this been done? It had to have been. Uh, There's no I, way that this has not been done before. I, the, the only thing I can think of is Frosty the Snowman. The only thing I can think of is uh I guess Mario Brothers, where like if he oh, gets yeah, a the, leaf, he can fly, or if he gets a, a uh, yeah. fire flower, he can. You know, use fireballs. That's the only thing I could like. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he's wearing different. Uh, he's wearing different costumes in different stages. He's the Tanuki here, yeah. or the frog there, or um, I guess maybe I think there was a, I think there was a video game about a guy who had different hats, but there was like three of them, and they did different things for puzzle solving. This uh, is like NES. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, all I know is that there, there, there might be. 
Uh, but I don't think the character of Mimsy, as we as, as we, we have, have it, it interpreted, yeah. uh, I don't think is, exists exists. Like it would be, uh, I want him to go against um, uh, the guy from the, the, the Dr. Seuss guy who also has like a bunch of hats, like the many hats of like oh, yeah. uh, like Bartholomew <laughs> Cubbins or is something it, like that. That would be uh, that would be interesting. Uh, Hat off, like a uh, just inserting any kind of Dr. Seuss character into the world of the Herculoids as it well. It would make as, make as much sense. Like, how would the Herculoids fight the Cat in a Hat? Uh, that's tough, because the Cat in a Hat, you could almost, again, argue is is a type of demigod. Yeah, he's almost, not only is he immortal, but he can do anything. Yeah, like, I, I would probably, I would probably say there's a fair argument you could make that uh, the Cat in the Hat is actually Loki. That is great! That might be the best, uh, conspiracy theory I've ever heard! That is perfect! Because okay, you have to think, like, he comes in and it's a whirlwind. Yeah, he like, causes he makes mischief. A, he makes a mess, he brings these, uh, Thing 1 and Thing 2 out and they make a mess. Uh, then it's played by Michael Myers. Yeah, like, the whole thing is just unstable. Yeah, I know. I The only way I can think that, possibly, that the Herculoids could win against a cat in a hat, yeah. is if Gloop and Gleep, or one of them, like stretched out into a like a giant sheet, you know they, uh -huh. they they're a big flat sheet and they wrap themselves around uh, the cat in a hat so he can't get out and then they just shrink until he's not there anymore. <laughs> As the and, only way. And a jet of viscera shoots out from Orphis. And then that the last thing that comes out is, is the hat. hat. And of course, Mimsy sees it and picks it up. Well. Let's try this one. I don't mind if I do. A one, a two, a three. <laughs> like lightning strikes? No, it was just a nuke. Oh. <laughs> he puts it on and a nuke just engulfs the planet. Uh, there, th though it is kind of funny, like he puts it on and then there's just a distant rumbling of thunder <laughs> as, as clouds start to- You, you, you know uh, in Ghostbusters when the uh, all the clouds start to gather at the, yeah. at the uh, Dana, uh, Dana Barrett's building? Uh, yes. I, I actually imagine he puts a hat on, there's a distant sound of thunder, yeah. and then he rises off the ground laughing. <laughs> like, it, this was never meant to happen. It is a power... Uh, it, the, that hat and this hat man were never meant to meet. Yeah, th th that is the key master and the gatekeeper. Yeah, and now he has unlimited power. Like, he, at this point, is, uh, like, he is the villain. Like, yeah. there is... And honestly, I'm racking my brain because we might have just written ourselves into a corner of like, how do you stop this? Well, I, I here here's my theory. Uh, Mimsy, uh, the cat in the hat hat was his original hat. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, but like he had done untold damage to thousands of solar systems. Like he was a m monster, and you know it was soon discovered uh, in a very. Uh, in a very Star Wars-like way, where they had to get the uh, the, the plans for the uh, Death Star okay. out, uh, that it, his power is, is in his hat. Like, there's just, like, like rogue people are trying, yeah. you know, like, just these spies and espionage, like, everyone's trying like, to figure out what the hell Thousands have died to get this information out. And then they separated him from the hat, and he still had a lot of powers, but he lost, like, the main thing, and... Honestly, he forgot all about it, you know. It, it's not till they're, it's combined that he almost remembers, you know. Yeah, but in the meantime, 
uh, they gave him a thousand more hats to distract him. And, um, well, I imagine that it's not, it's not exactly like, you know, he loses that hat, but, you know, somehow, uh, he also had another hat that he puts on immediately. Uh, I, I, I think I got it. Okay. So, uh, he had, he had the cat in the hat hat removed, and, uh, I, I imagine it doesn't look like the cat in the hat hat. Firstly, you remember when, uh, at the very last episode of Mighty Max, like, he put on <laughs> Mighty Max's hat and it turned into this thorny crown? Yeah. I imagine it's something like that. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> what a reference. I know. Uh, and, uh, so, I do imagine that... Uh, you said Mighty Max, right? Mighty Max. Okay. Why, why did I sound uh, like... I, I was thinking, I was like, did he say Mighty Max or Mad Max? No, Mighty Max. Okay, so the little kid... Yeah. Polly Pocket, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I imagine, like, as soon as the hat's knocked off, he, he forgets mm -hmm. all about his powers and, and his, and the horrors and everything, but he still has this yearning sense of unfulfillment and he's going around like he knows he has to put a hat on but he doesn't know what hat where and why exactly so he builds this collection of yeah, hats just trying to fill that hole in, in, inside him but it Giggity. never <laughs> uh but it, but it never quite works and then he finally puts on the low key or the the cat in a hat hat which had you know someone else found it's like the mask you know yeah and he puts it on and it's just a you know it's like i'm fine i'm back you know and uh now it has become a a like, problem now the herculoids have to fight mimsy the man of a thousand hats but full power yeah a man of a thousand like i imagine the the what happened with his original hat is a cat literally got it <laughs> and that's why it's just bedlam because cats are stupid. And it just the cat just walked off with it, you know. Yeah, like it, like like it, the person who shot the hat off or, or it, it knocked it off him, it landed on a cat. And uh, so now I imagine that um, like the Herculoids have to find a way to 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 team up against it. And how I imagine is Gleeper Gloop, one of them. They try the old. All right, we know how to deal this, and they they do the the giant sheet thing, you know, try to crush him into a point again, you know, they surround him, and then it just, they're gone. <laughs> he yeah. eats them. <laughs> yeah, like it's, I, I imagine, uh, I, I don't want to say it's exactly, but it's a level of, uh, he, they're beaten as bad as, uh, uh, the Hulk was beaten by Thanos. Okay. Uh, in the, and I think the first... Uh, Endgame movie. Or her Loki was beaten by the Hulk. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, he just, he, he he fucks him up. Fucks him up. Both yeah, of them. Yep. He ties him in a knot and ties him to a tree so they can't escape. Like, it's, uh, like, uh, like, when Tundro finds him, he vomits. Yeah. Because he's so <laughs> horrified at what he sees. Like, one of them's tied to a tree, the other one's, uh, hung on a, on a, on a pike. <laughs> I, I, I want to say one is stretched... Uh, so obscenely thin. Yeah. It, uh, it's stretched around the planet and tied. And, uh, <laughs> and like, you know, like, uh, uh, Xantor uh, walks around and sees, like, you know, the face of Gloop somewhere. He's like, Gloop, is, is that you? Are you around the planet? No. <laughs> like, it doesn't have the energy. Yeah. To, like, it's still alive, but it can't do anything. Oh, I can't untie him. It's a square knot. <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is a good... I know what I'll do. I'll use the Sword of Truth. It, though, in theory, uh, they, they would just have to cut them in half. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I... Actually, I imagine that it's one of the... I imagine that uh, Mimsy, the man of a thousand hats, yeah. beats them so badly, he just 
tears layers off of him until they're the size, like, till yeah, there's a thousand of them. Until he exposes the antimatter. Yeah, and then, and then it's just, he presses it against the ground. And it is a continent-shattering explosion. In fact, he just, before he does that, he's like, well, I better be prepared. And the cat in a hat hat, which is now a thorny crown or whatever it was, yeah. uh, transforms because it can transform to any hat he wants, transforms it, it, into a spaceman's hat. It is all the hats. Exactly. It is every hat that's ever been. Yeah. And he presses the thing on there and destroys the whole planet. And I, he's just floating around in space. Would, would he... Yeah, I, I don't know if he... I, I don't know... I, not that he couldn't destroy the whole planet, but I I kind of want I don't want the stakes you, to go that high. Okay, yet. you don't you, you want them to still have a chance. Yeah, I still want the Herculoids to, uh, you know, scream and bellow their way into a battle. Okay, so he he doesn't uh, he doesn't do that. He just presses them down and only destroys a continent. Yeah, he 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 uh, uh the the Gloop Gleep continent where they're from. Yeah, he destroys their continent. Like they're Gloop and Gleep are the last two now, and now they're extinct. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so then, you know, so the, how, how would the Herculoids rise up to this challenge? I bet you uh, the fucking Tundra is just going to shoot the hat yeah, off. Yeah, he's just going to booger, uh, shoot his, yeah. Or, I don't want that to happen. I want them to beat him legit me, legit, legitimately. Huh. I don't think it can be done, but. Uh, I, I imagine it's, it's something that appeals to his hubris. We will have, we will have a dance-off for possession of the hat. Like, is there, uh, I, I, I think I got it. Chess. No. Uh, it's one of those double dare hats where they have to get so much liquid into the cup on the helmet or so, so much, uh, uh, like, okay. like the, or the, uh, basketball hats where they have the foam balls. And, yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's one of those, and it's just a contest on who could do it better. And I imagine that, um, because uh, I imagine that, uh, uh Xandor's is, uh, like one he's made himself out of leaves Silly. and what <laughs> leaves and, yeah, and wood yeah and like in the top that the the little cup or the bowl that's on the head that connects is just a hollowed out rock but um <laughs> but because uh what's uh because mimsy he can control the hat yeah it just forms into a perfect double dare hat like made of gold yeah and somehow um xandar and tara his partner end up winning <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they cheat. Actually, I think it's more of a how many how many basketballs can you get into the hat, the net yeah. hat, and um, it's a uh, tundro. He because he knows how to perfectly launch instead of boogers, it's ba little foam basketballs out of his snoot. Yeah, they 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 stuff his uh, horn with uh, foam basketballs and he shoots them out perfectly. Yeah, and they all land in there. And uh, Mimsy, who doesn't have even have a partner, he can't get a single one. Well, I guess uh, I, I'm a. I'm a man of my word. He takes the hat off, and everything goes back to normal. I, I, I imagine when he takes the hat off, it's like when Jim Carrey takes the mask off. Like, like there's light appearing yeah. behind it, and it, it, like the the uh, or or when the bad guy took the mask off, like yeah. there are clouds formed over him. <laughs> and at the uh, at the end of the day, um, they keep the hat somewhere safe. Um, in, in, in case they need, in case they need his powers just again. In, yeah, there's always a just in case moment, but uh, until it gets stolen by uh, by by Gloop. Now uh, they come back. Now one thing I was wondering is what would happen if like Xandor or uh, Igu put the hat on. So Igu or Xandor, uh, actually Igu, it would probably just be it would give it the power to speak, and and uh, I hate. Talking. 
But for Xandor, <laughs> I imagine he puts it on. There's no difference because Xandor has no imagination. Yeah. He all he knows is get off my land. All he knows is how to fight and how to like swing from vines like a drunk. <laughs> I forgot about that. He, that is his one special speciality is uh, launching himself against vines in a way that kind of propels him, but also looks like a mistake. Like. In order to put your heads up, you can just go on probably, yeah. it's right on YouTube, but imagine if in, in this cartoon there's like three or four vines next to each other. This motherfucker will like bounce off the right one, then bounce off the left one, then bounce <laughs> off the middle one, then fly out somewhere else. Imagine a mosh pit, but instead of people, it's <laughs> vines. Imagine George of the Jungle if he didn't watch out for that tree. <laughs> and that tree was vines. <laughs> um... So yeah, I, I can't believe it. Uh, I mean, this was this is definitely a this is something that we kind of wanted to talk about a little mm -hmm. bit because uh, we just started watching it as as a random lark. Like I, it was it was a thing I I I, I got because I'm like I remember watching the Herculoids on as reruns as a kid. Like yeah. it was uh, something to fill a time slot at, at like two in the morning uh, because uh, no one was up. And uh, they they needed something, and that that was one of the shows that was on. I think it was uh, the Herculoids, a, a, a lot of uh, I think Speed Racer, Space okay, Ghost, okay. like a lot of that lineup. So um, I, I knew nothing about the Herculoids before this, except for the, uh, the Family Guy the reference. Family Guy reference. Uh, even though uh, when I watched that reference, there was a slight tinge of recognition. I just couldn't understand, so I must have seen it here or there when I was younger. I, I, yeah, I, I think the. Uh, I don't think the Herculoids were very popular, but I think they were notorious. <laughs> uh, I think like, I I don't think anyone really watched the Herculoids, but I think there were a lot of people like, remember that weird show with the ten foot with the t rhino with ten legs and that giant rock ape? Oh yeah, the Snorks. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> oh man, the Snorks. I forgot about the Snorks. I I never again. That's another thing that I never really watched as a you kid. Never watched the Snorks. It's it's pretty much. Uh, it is, uh, what the hell is it? it it's Smurfs. Smurfs. It's Smurfs, but, uh... Underwater. Underwater. Uh, that's what I hear. I, I know of them, you know, but, uh... Like, I didn't have- a, I didn't watch a lot of cartoons as a kid because no. I- Well, I didn't have, uh, cable until I was a little bit older. So I used to have to watch, like, the General 369, you know, like, all those, uh, uh yes. general channels and... Same here. So the- the cartoons I did watch were the ones that came on, like, uh, you know, WB or Fox or something like yeah. that. So I, I used to watch, like, the Turtles every now and again. Yeah. You know, that was a staple. I used to watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles every Saturday. You know, things like that. Yep. And, uh, oh, I think, uh, the reason I, I found these obscure uh, cartoons is because I, I'm just, I'm a night owl. Yeah. And these were just old shows that they would run just to fill time. Uh, like, amongst the, like, it's because of, uh, these old shows or old reruns just to fill time. I know of the Herculoids. I know of, uh... Gem and uh, Holograms. Uh, no, uh, but the Banana Splits. I hate <laughs> the Banana Splits. They terrify me. Or, um... Well, I remember uh, we were playing like True Pursuit or something. And you answered a Gem and the Holograms question. You said oh, it, the was, misfits. it was like, yeah, it was like the same thing. We were like, oh, I used to come on uh, randomly, uh, like yeah. on cart or like, you know, with the cartoon network. They used to put it on at like three in the morning, like Gem and the Holograms. Yeah, something like that. I, oh, Gem and the Holograms, I don't think I watched. Did I say that? You did. I did. Uh, well, like, like, you said you knew it and you said it came on at a certain time, but you also said that it was one of those things that was just a. 
Uh, I think you said your sister might have been more into it. Uh, I I know that was a. Uh, uh, I don't know about Gem and the Holograms. I don't really remember much of that. Uh, I do remember little bits and pieces here and there uh, from when I was like maybe four. But, uh, I, I remember, uh, a lot of Strawberry Shortcake and Rainbow Bright that my sister would, uh, would watch. Um, let's see, I remember the- or the- the cartoons that I kind of grew up with were, uh, things like Maya the Bee. Um, I never saw Maya the yeah, Bee. Yeah, that, that's a- that's a very weird reference, because there's gonna be people listening like, Holy shit, I haven't thought of Maya the Bee yeah. in fucking decades. Or, yep. um... What was the other one? A uh, skinamarink or something? Uh, with the, the elephant? elephant? Yeah. Uh, what the hell was that? That was that was Nickelodeon. Well, actually, it was pre-Nickelodeon. That was back when it was still the Pinwheel Network. Yeah, it was. Well, it was. I remember seeing that on like uh, public in, access. Oh, in syndication. Yeah. And what and, the hell was that? What the hell was that show called? And also the um, David the Gnome was another one. Ah, uh, yes, David the Gnome. I didn't like that show. I didn't either, but it was on, and I just yeah. watched it because that's what kids do. Like. I don't want to do anything. I just want to rot my brain. It, it, that is the thing. Like I, I remember. Like I know there were. Uh, I know growing up there were shows, 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 shows for girls and shows for uh, for boys and stuff like that. But as a kid, if it was, so long as it was a cartoon and made noise and flash, yeah, and, and was had all kinds of flashy colors, I would stare blankly at it, at it for hours. I will. I will say one last cartoon that I used to watch because. You referenced it earlier. Okay. Um, which was, every, it was during middle school, every day before I'd go to school, Mighty Max came on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I used to watch it. I remember watching the last episode and it being so It was a downer. Well, yeah, it was a downer. But it was also an incredibly epic yeah. uh, finale. And I was like, wow, these stakes are insanely high. This is crazy. Yeah. It, it was, you know, for the time, it was not a bad show at all. Yeah, I want to go back and rewatch it. I haven't seen that show in, like I said, since seventh grade. I'll have to see if I can find it. See if it's on, like, YouTube or something yeah. like that. I would be surprised if it isn't. Yeah, no one's claiming the rights to that. Yeah. Not uh, Polly Pocket. Yeah, I do I wonder if they still make Polly... I could see them still making Polly Pocket, but not Mighty Max. Because, yeah, Polly Pocket... I remember... My sister had a Polly Pockets, yeah. and we I didn't have any Mighty Max, and I was like, well, it's the same thing, so I'd, like, have Polly Pocket fight off against, like, you know, the Tin Man and things <laughs> like that, you know? And like, whatever, they're just literally, you know, it doesn't matter, she's not playing with them. Yeah, uh, but, so, I guess the Tin Man was just a giant. giant. Yeah, he was a statue. <laughs> You're looking into my, my, my psyche now. Uh, yeah, it's just the, the Colossus of, of Tin. Like, one of my uh, favorite uh, non-depressing stories of me growing up was, um, <laughs> like, around 1997, I was really big into Star Wars because of the special editions uh, and yeah, everything yep, like that. Yep. So for Christmas, I got a lot of Star Wars stuff, and one of them was, uh, there was two of them. It was the Death Star, and it was, like, a little toy, and you pushed a little yeah. button, and it looked like the Death Star, and you pushed a button, and it opened it up, and had, like, things you could do inside. Okay. And it was, like, Polly Pocket, just with Star Wars stuff. And there oh, was that's an, neat. And there was another one for um, the... Luke's farm, the, the moisture farm. Oh, that's a... Did it have a... And yes. The skeletons? Yes. Yeah, the skeleton. That's hilarious. So they had two things in it, because that was a smaller one. They had a little, uh... The, the little dome that they lived in that you could, like... Uh, it was hinged, so you could open it up and play inside. Yeah. And there was a little <clears throat> tiny, uh, I'm gonna say, like, rectangular, um... Uh, little, uh, tile that you could 
push and it would just be it would flip over it would flip over one of them was regular sand the other one was two burnt corpses <laughs> and i would take all these little star wars you know little tiny poly pocket or mighty max star wars yeah. like you know princess leia luke and all that and but here's i didn't play a star wars i played that i was final fantasy 7 <laughs> and that princess leia was you know an ancient and everything like that this is the nerdiest thing i ever did yeah. but instead of actually playing Final Fantasy 7. I just played uh, Star Wars like it was Final Fantasy 7. <laughs> I was just I was a sick kid. I I didn't have any uh I didn't have any poly well I wouldn't have any poly pockets, but I didn't have any of those those miniature yeah. uh type toys, but what I did have was micro machines. That was oh, a micro machine. Yep. And uh uh I don't think Again, like with a lot of my toys, I don't really remember playing with them as much as I as, as much as studying them. Uh, my little, uh, the little Princess Leia figurine, like, they all, like, bent in the middle, like, you know, because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, she broke, she was the only one that broke, oh. and that's why she was heiress. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, um, but yeah, that, that's my story of, like, a Polly Pocket type thing, though, if I would have saved it in the original box, it'd probably be worth so much money right now, I, it's it, crazy it, to think of. There, there are so many toys I had as a kid that... Had I had I just saved them right now, they're worth so. Especially board games. Yeah. Like I I used to have a board game called Fireball Island. Oh my gosh, you had Fireball Island. I had Fireball Island, and it was a, it was a fun game. I didn't play with anyone uh, because I didn't have any friends. Oh yeah. But uh, it, it was a fun game. But I think I eventually sold it at like a flea market or something like that for for a pittance. Yeah. And I think it's like worth two or three hundred dollars now, if not more. Like the two games that I had that I sold or got rid of. Uh, one way or another, that are worth a lot of money now. Yeah. Are um, Crossfire, and that's like yep, one of the big. I had ones. one of those too. I, here's the thing: I actually enjoyed the game because I thought it was a lot of fun, but nobody yeah. ever wanted to play it with me. Yeah. Why not? I don't know because one, even though my family liked board games, they like traditional board games yeah. like Sorry or Trouble. Nobody wanted to play the super awesome shooting. Yeah. Uh, you know. You are a competitive bastard, though. Some. A... Yeah, but I wasn't back then. Oh, okay. Uh. Uh, yeah, I, I had that. I had Crossfire as well, and that was a fun game. I had, uh, I, my sister, uh, had, I think, Mall Madness. Ooh. And, uh, I think that's a collector's item now. Yeah, I was gonna say, that. I think that's worth, like, a couple hundred dollars also. Yeah, yeah, like, a lot of these old games that we had, uh, back in the day, uh, we just got rid of because we didn't play them or we needed the space or we were moving. Uh, yeah, worth a lot of money. So, here is a, um question maybe you know this one because i yeah. can't seem to figure out what it's called so oh i figured it out mystery date weapons and warriors that was a weapons and warriors that was a great game that i had that's probably worth bank right now but it was one of the coolest things and no i've never played the game once with somebody but it was a um, <laughs> the board game came with a, there was two uh there was two areas of it there was a castle that you defended uh -huh. and the castle was like you know you put people on different parts of the castle and there was like a little area, there was like spaces for them. And okay. there was also an area for the opposing team and that you could move and everything like that. But the castle got, I think, a cannon and they had like these orange balls that you'd pull yeah. back. And what you'd do is you'd have to either destroy all the, knock all the people down on either side. Uh -huh. And the other people, uh, there was a cannon on one side and was a crossbow on the other. But again, with the, the balls. So it's almost like an Angry Birds type thing. Sort of, yeah. And the best part was, is like, if you could aim perfectly and get in the window, it would 
pop the entire oh shit uh, uh, or the entire tower off, and the people in there would just like fall down and die. And I it guess was fucking awesome. I'm guessing the person with uh, no people left won yes. or lost rather. Yes. Yeah, it was basically kill everybody, and nobody wanted to play. Uh, with me, uh, which because it was a kind of a big long game and it was just you're just shooting at things You lose all yeah. the red, you know, the orange uh, balls. Uh, I'm sure it makes a mess and uh, like I'm sure the pieces fly everywhere Yeah, so what I uh, ended up doing is I it was in the fourth the fifth grade I was in like a, a this one class it was like prep, you know, it was yeah. a smart kids class. I hated it um, And they were like all right, we're gonna do medieval things bring in your medieval like dioramas by Tuesday, and I was like, yeah. ah, Tuesday comes, I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I just grab the castle, and I grab some mulch <laughs> in the front yard, and I'm just like, here you go, and I I got like a D minus on it, <laughs> which I'm like, which was fair. Yeah. That like was a it, fair grade. Yep. But, you know, I, I guess, uh, I guess at least for the the effort put in, it's not a failure. Yeah, I mean, like, I did minimal, minimal effort and still passed. The, uh, I, I had a there was another game like I, I know there's the classics like uh mouse trap and stuff like that but yeah. uh, did you have grape escape I did uh nobody wanted to play with nobody me. wanted to play and it. it all got dried out yep oh well, you could just use regular play-doh uh on that uh, I think it's the same stuff yeah it is but uh I, I know uh the uh I, I would just uh bring the game out and just uh, pr <sighs> It was almost like a, a, a torture chamber. I would just uh, build the game, make the, the figures, and then murder them. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I would do, too. And it's... It, I know it makes me uh, sound like a bad person. But it was more fun. Yeah. Uh, I know we... Oh, now, now we're getting to the, the obscure... Now we're peeling back the, yeah. the layers. Uh, we had a game called... Another game called... That we would play once in a while. Actually, more often. Ready, Set, Spaghetti. And what it was uh, is it, it, it could uh, be up to four, four players, but there were, you know, pretty much you had all these strings and different colored strings for different color uh, and uh, different players. Okay. And uh, at the end of the string was a fork that you twisted okay. and uh, you you uh, kind of bring up the spaghetti strand. And but on the uh, on the board itself were these pegs. Uh, of different toppings like mushrooms and and peppers and stuff like that that are that are kind of tangling the rope uh, I see. the string so uh, you would roll a die uh, or p uh, draw a card or something and you would get a topping to remove to see if that would uh, uh, see if that would give you more slack in your spaghetti and the person to get the first spaghetti wins I see well, that sounds kind of cool I it wasn't bad at all I have two games that I want to bring up. Okay. Um, and then I'll be done with the games. Um, I'm trying to figure out what they're called, though, because it's so weird. The first one I want to remember, remember uh, is called <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rocks. All right. And what it was was like a, a, a fossilized version of a T-Rex, but the idea was um, you were supposed... Like, it was very basic, and you had to put, like, different bones on his spine oh, okay. but if it like you know treat if you put it on too hard or something it would it was like jenga it would like get up and just shake all the pieces up. oh shit and the other one uh which apparently they still make because i'm looking at my phone right now is okay. called gooey louie and i'm surprised they still make it because it's <laughs> an unfortunate nickname because this is a this is straight out of the 90s greatness because the game board is just a giant plastic mold of a guy's head you know, okay. with a big giant honking nose. Oh, so it's not me. Um, 
and you know, and he's got regular hair and everything like that, but his big nose has like stringy boogers coming out of oh. him, and you pull the boogers, and each person goes and has to pull a booger, and whoever pulls the wrong booger, because you know, most of them just come out, but one of them is like connected to a, a piece of machinery inside the game, so when you pulled the wrong thing, his brain popped out of his head. This is, that is probably the most 90s I know. out game. It is so fucking, and I'm surprised that they still have yeah. copies of it, because I'm like, this game belongs in the 90s, there's no way that this is still selling. Yeah, yeah. There, there was another game, I forget the name of, uh, but I know it was, it was, you, you played, it was another one of those, uh, uh, Play-Doh-like games, uh, okay. and uh, you play as a fly, and uh, I, I forget what happens. I, I forget the entire game, except that uh, if you mess up or land on the wrong spot or, or you get screwed over like sorry, uh, <laughs> you uh, uh, there's a stamp that comes down and uh, squishes the, huh. the bug, that, and now uh, there's this puddle or this pile that just says splat. Leftover. <laughs> I think I well, I don't know the name of the game, but I do remember that the uh, like it was like a big uh, like kind of heavy you know maybe plastic and you push it down yeah and that's what did it right yeah I, I kind of vaguely remember that I don't think I had it but I know I, what you're talking about yeah I, I forget what it's called but yeah that was that was another one we would play on the regular so what do you think folks uh, what what's the name of that does anyone know the name of that board game do you guys remember Gooey Louie or Crossfire yeah or uh, Gem and the Holograms or Herculoids uh, yeah and uh, if there's if there's board games we miss that you love uh, like I know Jenny is probably gonna say Pretty Pretty Princess yeah of course uh, but you know say uh, say what games you liked and uh and what you grew up with, and what games you threw away that are worth thousands. Jenny is gonna say Omega Virus, I promise you. I have no idea what Omega Virus is. She talks about it all the time. But anyway, um, on that note, Herculoids. <laughs> a, a bizarre, uh, a bizarre little show in the, from the late 60s, right before uh, Hanna-Barbera uh, it broke out. Yeah, 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 well, no, right before Hanna-Barbera made their money printing machine that was Scooby-Doo. And, uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, if you want a weird show, uh, just to kind of laugh and gawk at, it's not bad. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, can't really give it a star, maybe four stars. Yeah. yeah it's not good, but it, it's not terrible. Yeah. And the animation is nice, uh, for the most part. They use a lot of reused footage because it is Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. And it fits pretty much nicely alongside... Uh, it, it's the in-between uh, from Tom and Jerry to Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah, this was the, kind of the space ghost Birdman, like all the, that era of uh, Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, so um, it's not so bad. Check it out for yourself. It's probably on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, I guess that'll do it. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. Add a little SOBs.